Hey there, it's Michelle Pilpich. I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and your host of this podcast, Simply Intuitive. On the show, we are talking about all things intuitive eating, active living, and breaking down what's true versus what's a myth in the wellness world so that you can focus on simple and sustainable ways to actually improve your health. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all of the health information floating around and you just want to know what to do to feel your best, you're in the right place. Not only are specific tips coming your way, but you can also count on conversations that will challenge your perspective on what health really means. So I hope you'll stick around for many episodes to come, but for now, let's get into today's show. All right, today I am here with Vicki Conroy. Vicki, thanks for joining me. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm pumped for this conversation. I think it's going to be really helpful for people to hear about what you've been dealing with in your running journey lately, because I know a lot of people will <laughs> relate. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I can provide any type of help. I'm more than happy to, but yeah, I think it'll be a fun conversation. Yes. So you're a big runner, big in the New York City running community, big in the TikTok running community. I'm sure people know you already. Um, But can you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do for anyone who doesn't know you? Yes. Uh, Like I said, name is Vicky and I live in New York City. I just moved from Portland, Oregon in March. I have been creating content around running, but also like everything in between for about three years. Um, and also started running about three-ish years ago during COVID and it's definitely like changed my life for the best. And I'm really heavily involved in the New York city running community. And I also just left my corporate role, which is exciting, but I'm doing social media. Thank you. Got a couple freelance clients and doing my own content. And I'm also like really involved in the running scene here. So there's a lot going on and there's no shortage of work, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me, but I'm sure we'll get into more. We will. So (laughs) I would love to start with hearing more about how you got into running. You mentioned COVID, which I think is a common um, scenario that a lot of people found themselves in starting to run during that time. So what was that like for you starting to run, especially like in your adulthood? Yeah. So I really avoided running like my entire life. I was like, I hate this. I was a cheerleader, which is so random and like played soccer. (laughs) But like every time I ran, it was for punishment, which I think a lot of people experience in their early adult years. It wasn't like a fun, like, let's go for a jog. It was like, you're running sprints. You're, you know, it's not like a fun time. So I would like try to get out of the mile test. I would like, I hated it. And so I was like, I could never be a runner. And then my family has always grown up going to Disney. It's like our destination. I, yeah, people, people have thoughts on that. But <laughs> for us. And I have like a lot yeah. of core families there and run Disney is like a big race and like they do a ton of events every year. So we would always be like, you know, maybe we'll do one of those one day for fun. And so there was one coming up and it was a 5k and we were like, let's do it together. Like, it'll be fun. And I'm very, very, very competitive. Like I am getting better about it now, but like I'm very competitive and so is my family. So I was like, okay, (laughs) love it. 
Like I cannot be last. So I was like in my head, I was like, there's no way I'm going to like hop out of this 5k. I have to like try. And so Mm -hmm. I started a literal couch to 5k plan. And I think I remember my first run, I, I couldn't finish a mile. I mean, that, which is totally fine. But like, I was like Mm -hmm. deep, breathing, like just trying to get through a mile. It was like 14 minutes and I was like sick. I ran a mile and it just like kind of kept cascading from there. And then I got really into like the structure of it. Like, okay, I have a couch to 5k plan. I'm very like goal oriented and I love like having a schedule or plan to go off of. And so got really into this plan and then COVID hit and the race got canceled. And I was like, I was really bummed. And I was like more bummed that I was expecting to be like, I thought it was just going to be like a fun little 5k. And then I was like, wait, I really want to do this race. And I like want to prove to myself that I can do it. So I ended up just literally going to my neighborhood park and running a 5k around this like janky <laughs> sidewalk. Like, That's amazing. And I was like, what am I doing? And it kind of clicked for me. Like I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the mm-hmm. process enjoyed the mental benefits. I'd like never felt better in terms of like clarity and just like sorting things out on a run. And I was like, I really, really like this. Granted, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I wasn't fueling. I didn't know what any of that meant. I had shoes Mm -hmm. and like a random watch. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And then from there, I just literally never stopped. And Peloton was a big um, in for me too. I would do a lot of the Peloton tread runs, just being in Oregon, it was freezing. I wasn't outside a lot. Um, and then just really stuck with the routine and fell in love with it. And then signed up for my first half marathon, which was, um, in Eugene later that year and started training for that. And also posting about it at the same time, kind of like my journey of training for a half marathon, having no Mm -hmm. clue what I was doing and just getting more into it. And that first half, like that race energy, I like still think about it. And I'm like, there's really nothing better. So that's kind of like my, that was a very long winded, like how I got into it, but that's, that's where I'm at. And I've done three halves so far. I did end up doing a Disney race. So much fun, highly recommend. Um, But yeah. And then marathon is on the docket, but we got a little sidetracked. (laughs) It'll happen. Yeah. I'm curious before we get into the marathon story, did your family do that 5k with you around your oh, hometown? That was <laughs> so a- technically you did beat them. <laughs> I won. Actually, I'm going to put that on record. I won. Yes. I have not participated in any of these events so far, but I will say they're the best cheerleaders in the world. Like my parents have That's not great. missed the race yet and like they oh. come out and show up. Yeah. But that's great. Yeah. The races, like I was someone who never really cared about running races. I just enjoyed running like post sports, you know, once running was not that punishment. I was like, oh, this is fun. Clear my head, get outside, whatever. And then I did one half marathon in college that was like a very chill, small race. Um, And once I ran, I ran the New York City Marathon for the first time in 2021. And after like training for that and running some other roadrunners races, I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> Before that, I was like, why would I pay to run? And now right. I'm like, take all my money. I so just will I keep doing this. Spectators and like everything else. Yeah, I'm like, where are my posters and like exactly. sirens exactly. and everything? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. That. So, okay, 5K to marathon. You yes. are in it. You were planning to run New York City this year. Tell us what happened. Yes. So I started training for New York city in June of this year. And I 
I have kind of, I've learned so much about running, about nutrition, about um, like recovery and weight training. So I was actually doing like a road to New York city marathon series on my YouTube. And I was taking it very seriously. And it's funny because I go back and look at that first video and I was like, so adamant that I wasn't going to get injured. And I think it's like a testament to like, literally anything can happen to anyone regardless as if you're doing all of the right things. And so I started training with all of my friends in the New York city running community over the summer, brutal summers, like long runs in 90 degrees. It was rough. It was rough. rough. Um, and then it was September. I was probably about five weeks out from the marathon and I went for my regular Monday morning run and I was feeling on top of the world that day. I had just come off my highest, highest mileage week. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. I'm going to crush this. And then all of a sudden this Monday morning, I had this pain in my left leg. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like something feels really wrong. And I had to stop running. I like could not walk. Like I put my leg down and it was like buckled. And I was like, this isn't right. And there's a very long doctor story there, but eventually got a diagnosis of a stress fracture and was like truly so devastated. And it was such a rough blow, especially because I didn't have any warning signs of a stress fracture. Um, I had no pain. Usually it's like gradual and you can kind of feel it or, you know, you are under fueling or just like doing something wrong. And so I had a bunch of tests done, blood work, hormones, bone density, and like nothing came back wrong, which Mm -hmm. is upsetting, but also like, it's good to know there's nothing else. It really is just like use injury. And I've never run a marathon before, so it was a lot of miles. So it's like, it makes Mm -hmm. sense that, you know, something could happen, but it was, yeah, it was a rough blow. And I, you know, ended up going to the race and cheering and doing all of that, but it was, it was a really difficult time. It still is. I, uh, I went for my first run back last week on the like treadmill. Yeah. So I have a incredible physical therapist who is like bringing me back to health and doing like ultra G treadmill runs, but I'm like probably a month out from being able to run on ground again at full body weight, which Mm -hmm. is amazing, but it's been a journey. And if anybody is a stress fracture or any type of injury, it's like, it's, it's tough. And I feel like I've learned a lot the past few weeks, but, um, yeah, that was my almost marathon, but I'm going to run London in April. Almost amazing. Oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I, you know, I think once you get into the running community, it can feel like, oh, everyone's running the marathon. Like this is the thing to do. It's so fun. You're so caught up in it and it can feel so normal that we forget like, it is actually a huge stress on your body and you can be doing everything right and still stuff happens. I've been going, I've been talking to a lot of friends about this recently. It's like we, I personally have a lot of incredible friends that are doing amazing things, amazing races, crazy mileage. And I was chatting with a friend and I was like, oh, are you training for anything? And she was like, just a marathon. And I was like, (laughs) the just should not be there. That such a feat. And like somebody else was like just a half. And it's like, sometimes you get so caught up in the running scene and just like what everybody else is doing. And I always say like comparison is the thief of joy and it's okay to just quote unquote run a half marathon. Like it doesn't have to be this crazy. I'm running seven races in the spring. And it's like, 
it, it's so crazy when you put it into perspective because like it's hard to train. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of work on your body. It's okay if you don't race anything. And so I think that's like been a huge topic of conversation too, when you get into like, oh my gosh, he's doing three marathons in a weekend or whatever it is. I'm just throwing right. out cases. Like you don't have to do that. And like your body is under constant stress. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, this is something we do for fun. And It is a stress, a physical stress, and it's easy to forget because, yeah, it is fun and perspective is helpful. That's when it's helpful to talk to your non-running friends because I remember having such a bad run and cutting it short and telling my neighbor, like, yeah, I only did nine miles. And she was like, Michelle, I will probably never run nine miles in my life. (laughs) I was like, What are you talking about? Yeah, no, the non-running friends really bring you back to earth a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And It's helpful to have that perspective. And, you know, talking about injury, sometimes people who aren't runners don't really understand the weight of that experience and can be like, oh, you don't have to run. Great. Like, take a break. And just it's hard to really relate to that. But being injured, especially when you're in a place like New York that has such a community or wherever it is when a lot of your friends are runners, it is a huge mental and emotional Toll. Yes. And so uh, can you talk about how it affected you in that way? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was definitely a blow. And I think it was like, everybody was so supportive, but it was also like, uh, and I was so grateful for every message, every like reach out that I got. Um, but it's like, you're right. Like somebody would say, you know, now you don't have to run in the rain or now you don't have to run in the humidity or there's always another race. And it's like, of course there's another race, but when you're with that news and like that day, it's like, but I wanted to run that one. Like that one meant a lot to me. There was a reason I was training for this. And so it was like, you have to take every, every piece of like quote unquote, like advice or everything. Like I always knew that everybody had such good intentions, but it's also like, it's okay to be like, I don't, I don't really agree with what you're saying. Like, I feel really sad. I feel really like just taken out of my element. And I think that first like week to two weeks was probably the hardest, just like trying to deal with the fact that that race was not going to happen. And I had put in so many weeks of work for it. And then also knowing like everybody else that I trained with is going to go and run this race. And my initial thought, when I got the news, I called my parents and I said, I'm not going to New York. I'm not, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to leave. I don't want to be in the vicinity of the race. I can't handle that. I mean, I was like truly, truly so devastated. And they told me, you know, we're going to respect whatever you decide to do and support you regardless, but you know, just think on it. Like don't make any rash decisions yet. And that's, I'm so glad that I didn't because I ended up going anyway. But, um, I think like leaning on the community, pulled me out of those two weeks. Like I let myself be as sad as I wanted. I like just, I just moped around, but I also like tried to get out of the house. My friends were like, let's go do this or let's go do that. Try to distract me and just like try to not think about it. And also I was lucky that I caught my injury early enough that I could still cross train. So like I could get on the bike I could swim. I could like, I could still walk, which was great. Um, so I just tried to like still use movement as medicine, which I normally do anyway. And just like mm-hmm. give a little bit of structure. Cause it's hard when you wake up and you're right. used to running 10 miles in the morning, that's like a few hours of your day. Then you feel amazing afterwards. And then I would wake up on these days and be like, what do I do? What, what, right. 
And also like the lack of social connection, like those, those mornings I talked to 50 people if I wanted to. And it was like, I was getting out of the house. I work from home. So that was really the only way to get out. Um, so it was definitely like relying on friends that didn't run, but also ones that did, that still wanted to hang out outside of the club. Um, and like the community really, really pulled me out, but it's also like just letting yourself feel all the emotions. Like it's, it's okay and valid to be really, really devastated and just kind of sit with it. And then week by week, day by day, it just got a little bit easier. And then you kind of can put things into perspective of like, okay, I trained with all of these people. There is another race. I can still show up like they would show up for me. And going to New York City was like one of the best days ever, like, which is crazy because at first I was like, right. ever going, I'm not, I'm not touching it. I'm, right. I don't want to you would think like that's and traumatizing. I can't. I time of my life. And of course, I, of course, in the back of my head, I was thinking, gosh, I wish I was running. But yeah. just being able to support and be there for friends, like there's there like New York City Marathon Day, there's nothing like it. And nothing. it was so much fun. So yeah, I just yeah, feeling all the emotions and leaning on leaning on your people. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. you know, you probably were able to have such a great marathon day because you embraced the yeah. negative emotions beforehand. And like, yes. yeah, I'm gonna be upset and have my kind of not that it is selfish at all, but like have my selfish moment to just yes. honor how I'm feeling so that once that is worked through, I can fully yes. show up for my friends because yes. that's so much fun. I think that cheering for races is more fun, but so equally fun. stressful. <laughs> oh gosh, so stressful. And like we were on our feet from, I got to the cheer yeah. zone at like 7 a.m. and we left at 6. It was like all yeah. day. And we just it's did DC, <laughs> like cheering is, is a sport and it's yeah. so fun, but like, yeah, there's nothing like just like seeing people light up during a race. And it's like, also Absolutely. it was like underrated motivation for me. Like, I just like know that like when London comes around, like that's going to be me on the other side. And like the people yeah. that I show up for will return it right back. And like, that's what the community is all about. And it's just like, it just got me more excited to like start training and race mm-hmm. again. So you said the word community so many times. I want to talk about this because people say, oh, running is an individual sport. I disagree. I think you would disagree. Like as soon as you are in a community, it just isn't anymore. So can you talk about like how you found that community and the benefits it's brought? Because it's something that, you know, we know how exponentially beneficial it is. And it's also really intimidating to do. Yes, definitely. So I, before I moved to New York, I had run every single mile solo. And when I was like moving, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to run with anyone. Like, why would you do that? How do you do that? Like, do people- How do you talk while you're running? (laughs) Do people talk? Like, I'm like dying out here and like, no way. And then I was like seeing, when I moved to New York, it was March and I was like, on TikTok and I was like seeing run clubs kind of like popping up. And I mean, I know run clubs have been around forever, but I mean like more of the social media side of things. And I moved to New York on my own and I had one friend here and I was like, I need to make friends. And what do I have in common with anyone else running? And that's the only way it's really hard to make friends post-grad in your twenties that you Mm -hmm. city. So I was like, okay, let's check this out. And people were tagging me in this run club and they were like, you should run with X, Y, Z endorphins, like whatever. And I was like, 
okay, like I'll go check it out. Mm -hmm. And it's so scary. It's so scary to show up not only like to anything by yourself in a new city, but also to a run club. I was like, okay, I know how to run, (laughs) but I don't know how many people, I don't know how this works, but I blindly showed up to an endorphins run on Monday morning and I literally never looked back. And it was like, everybody there is just as nervous as you are. Everybody there is like thinking the same thing. Like, how am I going to do this? What do we talk about? Like, you know, and it's like, you get going and you're naturally in your zone running and you already have one thing in common with somebody. Everybody there, it runs. Like you can talk about that. How long have you been running? Are you racing? Are you doing anything? Where are you from? It is so easy. And I have met the greatest people and some of my best friends. And I think it's about the run club and the vibe. I think I would, I would definitely like try a bunch of different ones because like I go to multiple and it's like, obviously endorphins is like my, my kind of my baby and my favorite community, but it's like, that's not to say I don't love the other ones in New York. I've been to, Mm -hmm. and it's like, everyone has a different vibe. Some are like running really fast and some are very chill and some have happy hours and coffee. And it's all about figuring out what you like. But I, I would say like the best advice is like, yes, it's nerve wracking, but you have to go in with an open mind. Like you have to be willing to chat with people because I think I hear like, oh, nobody wanted to chat. And it's like, were you open to it? You know, it's like everybody, you have to put in a little bit of effort, especially on the first one to like really just show that you're there to like build community and make friends and um, just being open to anything, I think. But I mean, there's such a benefit, especially training with others. Like Mm -hmm. it is so much easier to run 20 miles for a training run with somebody else than just going out on your own. And I think there's benefit to both, right? Like I kind of got to the point where I was going to too many run clubs and I was like, again. And so I would like walk out two days a week on my calendar of running when I was training to be like, these are solo miles. Like you, you have to do it. I think there's a balance, but I mean, I accomplished so many goals over the summer because I was training with other people. And it was just like, you have this doubt in your head when you go out for a solo run, like, can I do this? And then you go out Mm -hmm. with 20 friends and they're like, let's go do this. And you're like, okay, done. And it just, yeah, it's the best thing. It really is. And like, I think a lot of people are like, how do you find a run club? Social media for me has been like the best way to do it. And I don't know how else, but yeah. Or like, I mean, when I, yeah, Yeah. when I first moved to New York, uh, it was spring of 2021. And so people were still kind of thinking about COVID and I was like, okay, I want to make friends and do something outside. And so run club was what I thought of. And I either went on the New York Roadrunners website or just Googled like run club in New York. But I think social media has been amazing because it shows kind of the behind the scenes of each club. And so you can kind of get a little bit of the vibe. And I mean, like you said, being open, talking to someone, talking to someone else who's also there for the first time can be amazing. And like one of my best friends in New York is the person that I met because we both went to the same run club oh. for the first time on the same day. And we me like, too. me too. Yeah. yeah. To this That's so funny. Amelia and I, I'm sure she's going to listen to this. She was like <laughs> day one and we were like besties for the rest of you. Like yeah. best thing ever. Yeah. It's great. And you can like, you know, as you spend time with these people, yeah, sometimes you might go to the run and be like, I'm not in a talking mood and that's fine. Right. But like being open those first times and 
I mean, it sounds like you and I have lived the same life because I for sure like burnt myself out on going to run club four out of five days a week. And then I'd be like, wait, I need my like introvert long run with my podcast this weekend. And you feel it out, but it's so good to have those options and connections. Yeah, It's also such an underrated um, like piece of routine and structure. Like I just kind of knew how my, how my weeks would go. It's like, okay, Monday, I'm going to endorphins. Wednesday, I'm going to dirty bird Thursday. Mm -hmm. I'm doing dinner. It's like, and they're always, well, typically the ones I go to, like I'm a morning runner. I, I, I can do an evening sometimes if it's on the calendar in advance, but I really prefer to just do it in the morning. And it was just such, it's such a good routine builder. It's like, it's just like, it gets you out the door in the morning, Mm -hmm. especially on the cold days. Like people are going to show up and it's like, you're going, I'll go. Um, and it's like, right. so you're so much likely to get out the door. Like it's kind of an accountability thing. It is. There were times during winters when I would look outside and be like, oh my God, it's snowing. Like I'm not going to yes. run and skip it. And then see all my friends' photos and videos <laughs> and be like, wait, I'm so mad that I missed it. And you have FOMO, like FOMO yes. getting you to go to run club. Yeah. Right. And like, in this case, I would say it's positive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. It's like a very good it's like a very good, I don't want to say addiction, but like vice to have. But kind of is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously so, so many positives about running. Um, Something, I mean, I work with a lot of nutrition clients who have maybe had a struggle with overexercise and being uncomfortably uncomfortable when they can't run, kind of too attached to running. And so something I tell my clients is like, yes, running is great for stress relief, for mental health, for community and social life. I firmly believe all those things. And it cannot be your only thing because as you know, as I know, you get injured, you get sick, something happens and you just don't always have it. So how else have you built a life that helps you deal with all of life's stressors especially in this recent season when you couldn't run. Yeah, definitely. This is something I've been thinking about a lot because it was like when I first got that news, it's like I do a lot of movement, which which I'll get into, which is great because it has saved me. But like mm-hmm. there's – you probably relate to this too. It's like there's really nothing like the feeling of finishing a run or like going for a yeah. run. And it's like really hard to replicate even if you're getting your heart rate up on, you know, a Peloton ride or a walk. Like I don't know what it is, but – there's just nothing quite like it. And I had to like kind of like compartmentalize that and let go of it a little bit because that's like obviously my number one way to relieve stress or do anything else. And so the first week of this injury and even two weeks, I felt like I was like trying to crawl out of my skin. Like I just like couldn't get out the emotions or the movement that I wanted to or just like feel the way that I was feeling when I would finish a run or go for a run. And it was just like a lot of pent up anxiety. And so I was like, that was the first thing I thought about was like, okay, how else can I get this out? And for Mm -hmm. me, Peloton has been huge for me. And I think it's Jess Sims that always says like movement is medicine and it's not Mm -hmm. just like running is medicine or whatever. So like doing Pilates and low impact movement and going for walks, walks are a savior. Like you Mm -hmm get something out of your, off your mind, go for a walk. Like it's one of those things where you don't think it's going to do a lot, but it does work, especially just outside. Um, and Peloton, obviously bike ride swimming has been a new thing for me that, um, has kind of come out with just trying to do lower impact exercise. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then it's also like 
reading or talking to friends, like non, yeah. non exercise, um, movement has also been like very therapeutic finding new music to listen to or FaceTiming friends. I have a lot of friends all over. Like I said, I have one friend that lives in New York and I've made friends through running, but like all of my college friends or childhood friends live all across the country. So leaning on them and doing like FaceTime or going out to dinner and just like doing other things and hobbies that kind of take your mind off of it too. But yeah, it can't be, it can be your thing, but it can't be your only thing. And I think it's really important to have like other things to fall back on. And it's like, of course, that's my favorite thing, but there's still other things that I can be doing to have like a healthy lifestyle and like keep me going and keep the routine. And it doesn't always have to be exercise. It can be many other things, but I think having a variety is going to serve you rather than just being like, oh my God, if I can't run, that's it. Like my life is over. That's not going to (laughs) help. Right. So well said. And, you know, it can be a nice perspective to think of this time as the opportunity to nurture those other hobbies or those friends who aren't runners or whatever it is that's different in your life. Yes. Like I was saying, marathon training was like, it's hard. And like Friday Mm -hmm. night, people were like, oh, do you want to go out? And I would say no, because I was like, I have a long run. Sorry. Yeah. You you have to sacrifice things during marathon training or or Mm -hmm. any half marathon, whatever it is. And I think this is a huge opportunity to kind of be like, okay, I have some extra time now. Like what else can I be doing or who can I reach out to? Or yeah, I can go out on Friday night. You know, it's like, if yeah. you have to like lean into those things while you're not doing it, I think that's super helpful too. So important. Yeah. So yeah. the last question I have for you, I was so inspired. I think I commented on this TikTok of yours. I was like, you need to start a podcast. Um, <laughs> you were talking in a video about confidence, believing in yourself in the context of the decision to leave your nine to five. And it really made me think about how so many people, especially my clients in the context of the work that I do, so many people look to their bodies, their appearance, or even like their running paces and accomplishments to help them feel confident and feel like, well, I'll feel confident when I'm thinner. I'll feel confident when I quote unquote look fit or when I run this PR or whatever it is. But those things are always changing. They're so fleeting. They're so external. So I would love to hear for someone who feels like they can't be confident because they don't have X, Y, Z thing yet. What would you tell that person about finding self-confidence? Oh my gosh. Good question. I, I've thought about this one and I feel like you're like, at least for me, like I will I used to say like, oh, I'll be happier when this happens. And it's like, you'll get to that happening and then you'll think of something else that you then want to happen. Like you'll be like, oh, I'll be happy when I can, I don't know, run 20 miles. I run 20 miles and then I'm like, I'll be happy when I can run the marathon. It's like, you can't, you can't put like goals like that when you're like, you can't put your happiness in a goal like that. Like you need to be happy regardless of the things that you're accomplishing. And I think having the confidence of like, knowing the goal that you want to achieve, but also like being kind to yourself. And like, if it doesn't happen, that's okay. And I also, there's a quote that's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to completely blank on this quote. But when I, (laughs) I was 
trying to figure out where I wanted to move. And it was um, from Portland to New York. And I knew that I'd always wanted to live in New York City. And I was like holding myself back because I was like, well, what if this happens? Or what if something goes wrong or, you know, whatever. And it's like, realistically, you're there's no right or wrong answer. You are just going to make a choice and then life will present you with what happens after that and you will deal with it. And I think the quote was like, I was extremely unhappy in Portland. And I think the quote was like, wherever you go, there you are. So it's like, it didn't matter if I was in New York, if I was in San Diego, if I was in Seattle, it didn't matter where I was. You are, you are still there. Like the city that you live in or the relationship that you were in or the job that you were in, that doesn't matter if you are still there and you are still unhappy. So it was like doing work on yourself to be like, okay, what do I actually want to do? Okay. I want to live in New York city, but is that going to make me happier? No. What else am I lacking? Social connection or a job that fulfills me or X, Y, Z. So it's like, it's, it's internal, if that makes sense. And you kind of have to work on your own sense of self before you can like external things aren't going to bring you joy. And it's about like figuring out what brings you joy and kind of going for it. And just the confidence piece, I think takes time. Like you just kind of have to take that first step. Like that's what I was talking about in that TikTok that Mm -hmm. I did. Like taking that first step to doing something that's going to bring you joy and then proving to yourself that you can. Like, I think a lot of people feel really stuck and they're like, gosh, I'm so unhappy. And it's like, okay, if you do one little thing to move the needle, you'll be like, oh, I did that. You know, I signed an apartment lease. I'm doing something. And it's like objects in motion stay in motion. It's like, you will then build up the confidence to be like, yes, I can do that. And of course it's scary. There's risks, but it's like, you'll never know if you don't try And I think that's like just taking that first step and like the confidence will come as long as you, you know, keep moving forward. Um, I hope that made any type of sense. Like that was a long movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really sounds like what you've done is like, look at, okay, what ultimate desire and goal is beneath the surface level thing. And then like prove to yourself that you can get those feelings. Yes. And like being able to look back a year ago is the craziest thing. And I think that's like motivation too. It's like yeah, a, a year ago, I was in my parents' basement. I had just moved back in with them. I was so unhappy. I like heartbroken, like everything that was possibly could go wrong in my head was going wrong. And to be able to look back and be like, I pulled myself out of that, like that will give you the confidence that you need. Like you can look back in a year and be like, oh my gosh. So I was crying in my parents' basement being like, I'm never going to be able to get out of Portland. I want to live in New York. I want a new job. Like here we are. And it's like crazy to look back on. And I think that that is such a confidence booster too, to be like, you can make a change happen if you really set your mind to it and look at what you want and start making those little baby steps. Right. And it's not like, New York saved you, like you right. saved yourself. And so, yes. you know, a body won't save you. Like you will save yourself by figuring exactly. out what you really need with whatever change it is. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Well, wow. We packed so much into this and we're going to get you so out much. on time. <laughs> I loved this conversation. I'm, I'm proud so of us. <laughs> much. Is, is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share to maybe like the beginner runner out there who's inspired and nervous? 
Yes, I actually, I'm going to post a video about this, but my main thing right now, especially with holidays and spending is if you are looking to get into running, you do not need to buy all of the things right. in the world and get it to get out there. I always say you need one thing for sure. You need to go to a running store and you need to get fitted for shoes that actually yeah. work for you. That is the investment. You don't need a fancy watch. You don't need a heart rate monitor. You don't need a vest. You don't need gels. Like if you are just looking to get into running, find yourself like a very easy plan, whether it's a couch to 5k or something and some shoes that work and just go for a run, go for a little walk mm -hmm. jog. Like you don't need all these fancy things. And I think Social media, especially now, is like with running influencers, it's so easy to get caught up in like, what do I need? It's like, keep it simple and that's your start because you know what? Sometimes you just might hate it and that's okay. Like mm -hmm. you might end up hating running, so don't go and invest a bunch of random things right. if you end up not liking it. Um, but I just think like, yeah, you can look at running influencers for inspiration, but I think uh, a lot of people think it's like a barrier to entry because you don't have all these fancy things. But if you're just trying to get into it, just go and try and make sure your feet don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that is most important. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to keep up with you, follow your comeback road to London, where can yeah. everyone find you? Yes, I am Vicky Conroy and everything. I think my TikTok has Vicky.Conroy. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. And um, yeah, I think that that's thing maybe a podcast sometimes everywhere i mean <laughs> i'll be listening yeah <laughs> all right i will link it everywhere in the show notes so people can find you easily thank you so much vicky this was great it was amazing and there you have it that is our show for today i hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways if you did i would love to hear what's resonating for you Send me a DM on Instagram or share the episode to your stories and tag me so that I can see that you're listening and hopefully loving it. You can also share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy it and spread some intuitive eating love to everyone around you. As always, five-star ratings and reviews are so appreciated, so you can drop me one of those. Be sure to also check out the show notes for all the links that I mentioned and more information on myself and my nutrition private practice. Other than all that, I hope you have a great day and a great week, and I will catch you in the next episode.